Alaska. All secret rain is gone. We have to work together. Never quit saying your story, no matter how crazy it is. Welcome to the People Pump, where we will pump you up. Hey, welcome to the People Pump. Today on the People Pump, the story of a man who loved women, his sons, and the breath of life. From an athlete near the beginning of his years, to a business owner and certified naturopath, to a devoted youth coach and recognizable family man in his community, in his community, to an entertainer of sexy and comedic proportions, to a wanted man in Lafayette County, Missouri. Today, we celebrate the life of Todd Page. He's still alive. Everybody chill out. Many yeah, of you cool. know yeah, him. So to me, that's celebrating. Hey, I'm not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> Many of you know him as my counterpart, along for the ride of a weekly podcast entitled The People Pump. But who is this man worthy of my weekly commitment in production of these 30-minute long sessions, which may be unmistakably last-minute gatherings of our focus, our research, our middle school potty humor? I find myself curious. The caliber of a man without context is uncertain. Only time will tell one's true nature among the sea of what is, and when time is perhaps out of the equation, what truth will stand in its place? I'm Daniel Francis, and this is 2022. I'm playing uh, cool music right now, like Barbara Walters. Yeah, I like that. I thought you said it's 2020. Oh, I'm not done. <laughs> That's good. Dang, Dragon, you are bad. Badass. I told you I'm not yeah. done yet. I'm sorry. All right. I stand before you on Wednesday morning alongside of a struggling human who is more fortunate than most. Many lives this man has lived throughout the life course of his one and only body, spirit, and mind. Although the status of his health has seen its better days, a smile and bright aura remain alive, pulsing within the steps of his long walks to the gym and to the local Mad Greens in the suburbs of Denver, Colorado. I had first met him in a dive bar, shaking his well-sculpted exterior for dollar bills. This did not exclude 20s and 100s. Somehow, that faithful night of 2009 has led us to this very moment, a one-on-one inside look now in the year of 2022. Todd. Yes, I can speak. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, okay. That was bad. I had to do my Barbara Walters thing. Let me do that. But that was better. Uh, That was better. Uh, Like I said, you're you're a badass. This, This guy impressed me. When we, I forget if it was 2009. Yeah, it's about 2009 when you were videoing us and did the, and people, you can look at that's called, uh, uh, what's it called? Casanova stripper. It's called, uh, you know, uh, that people can go. It's got like about a thousand views is all, but it's, uh, uh, we were looking for that reality show, which we almost got, uh, we did. but, uh, um, what was it called? Super Casanova's that's super the Casanova's the reality show. Something like that, right? Just Super yeah. Casanova's, I saw. Yeah, but I think you got to put TV, uh, Super Casanova's reality show. Uh, and then you'll come to it and you get to kind of see what this 
Dragon, our producer here, my buddy, did when I first met him when he was only a pup, 20. And uh, I was amazed. And he (laughs) with not like top end equipment. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys gave me the incentive to want to carry out my equipment. Yeah. Exactly. A good equipment without a sight to see is just a hunk of junk. Yeah. And I think you did a second one too. Uh, You did two of them, but one of them you made just called Super Casanova's reality show. Another one was just cool too, but it wasn't, uh, I don't know if you even called it anything, but anyhow. Yeah, we were this. We were just a band of boys going out yep, there on an definitely. adventure on a road trip. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, uh, how are you feeling today, Todd? What's What's the status? Um, so, so like you said, my my day with the, all this health stuff and uh, that I've went through. Uh, I'm sure people kind of maybe know. Uh, I've had two open heart surgeries. The first one, they put it in infected glue in me and I was able to survive with that for about seven years and until it turned into endocarditis and discitis. So I'm lucky to be walking um, and uh, <laughs> be alive. And uh, they had me on antibiotics for a long time. They wanted me to do a lifelong, which my body, of course, wasn't handling that well. So, um, uh-huh. you know, and that was this began <clears throat> at the end of 2020 where you uh, went through a heart surgery, correct? Yes, yes. And 2020 this was... Christmas. Okay. And that was not your first? No, that was my second. How has, um, how has that changed your perspective on life after two heart surgeries? Well, yeah, the first one um, changed my perspective. Well, when I first met you, uh, but we'll talk about this. The, uh, that changed my kept changed even more like where with that one i just had felt i'd lived like you like you've kind of said i've I've lived it seems like so many lives but i lived the life that most people want to live or have lived where i had two boys that were studs on the football team coached them things like that we had a house in the nicest area in Colorado, Denver, Highlands Ranch. I I had business, my own businesses was doing really well. So we we had an awesome little family. We did a lot of really neat things, lived in a great neighborhood. And, you know, I coached with uh, Ed McCaffrey of the Denver Broncos. And we had a powerhouse little, little league team and went on to high school and was did really good with high school football. And so I was very fortunate that my boys were very gifted uh, and healthy. And of course, I kept them healthy by not allowing them to have all those vaccinations and blah, blah, blah. Did you feel like if mm-hmm. your life would have ended with the heart surgery, with all of mm-hmm. these proud moments of being a father, mm-hmm. a coach, um, in, in a, you know, a seemingly dream type of world to be in i mean highlands ranch a lot of people strive to be there Mm -hmm. did you feel like you would have done it all yeah i feel like i did it all totally and like now it's like the nightmare because of several things but uh 
you know, I, I keep fighting and pushing and I still have things to fight for, as you know, and we got this great, uh, I feel podcast going that we, I feel with it that we're, I've got a lot of good information that can help people and have a positive impact on a lot of the shows on hopefully on people's lives. Like I did when I was doing my naturopath stuff and helping people with, you know, cancer stage four cancer and, uh, MS and just even as a trainer, you know, I had my own gym, my own home. The basement was a complete gym with a shower and all that. I was fortunate. My, my boys never went to daycare. Um, I, I watched them uh, while I did my businesses, uh, changed their diaper while I was doing my businesses it's in between, you know, stuff like that. So two really good boys. I wish I would have raised them through high school. I raised one into high school. I tried, you know, and it just didn't happen. You know, people loving father. On. I mean, mm-hmm. either way. Oh, I, I love whether you want to, whether you that, did that, your one. best or not, mm-hmm. uh, or it, in your eyes, mm-hmm. you you were that person. Yeah, in my my the only one thing my wife said, which a lot of women would say, oh, that's a good thing, is she goes, you, I love the boys more than her, um, which I did put a lot of e- f- emphasis on them and stuff, and it was kind of funny because I'm the one that yeah, I didn't want kids, and when we had our first kid uh, boy, Christopher, I just it, I was just. I can't describe the meaning for uh, other than people that have had, you know, uh, a, a child, how much they mean, you know, to you. And uh, it it forced me to really work really hard at making stuff happen. In the beginning, before <clears throat> you began the path that made you who you are today, what did you want to become? I, that's what I'm saying, Dragon. I, what I thought I was going to be, I, I thought I was, I was a national record holder as a kid when I was 11, 10, 11 age group. I had the national record in the 220 and 440. Back then it was called the 220 yard dash and 440 yard dash. I had a couple national records. Uh, everyone go, this kid's going to be somebody. I was one of those. So uh, there's a lot of people, kids like that, and it doesn't happen. You know, it's, it's very few that see become an Olympic champion or whatever, you know, but, uh, I had injuries and that, then that got me into health. And I had, I, I found out I had a heart issue born with a bicuspid aortic valve. Um, and I was having a little issues, but it was more allergy type issues from antibiotics. I was on from having strep when I was young a lot. So what was cool about it is, um, I, I, I found that the doctors really, weren't great at helping you. And I had a really bad injury that kept me from seeing how good I was with my sprinting, which 20 some years later, I met the guy that finally helped me. And I went back in USA track and field, uh, which is the main of the United States of America, uh, main body governing body. And I went and I was racing, I raced guys that had been running for 20 straight years. I hadn't run for that long. I couldn't even run because of my, my back was so out of alignment. Here Todd is expressing a reanimated ability to compete with fellow sprinters 20 years after mid-stride in athletic endeavors. The solution to his physical detriments is presented by the brilliant mind of Nelson Patanzi, a health professional who betters his patients by the power of natural remedies. Had this opportunity arose years ago, perhaps 
he would have fulfilled his role as a fucking star athlete. I just needed someone like this Nelson Vitanzi, who was a great, great, great chiropractor for the Denver Broncos, got a Super Bowl ring with the Denver Broncos. So with me, I'd been cut open with my knee several times, orthoscopic surgery, they never did it right. And then my back was way out of my sacroiliac joint was like three inches off and he popped it back in place. And I finally found my other leg and I go, and I start crying because I go, wow. I really suffered with this because everybody expected me to be this really big champion. And, uh, and all they said is, Oh, he's injury prone. Oh, he's a pussy, you know, kind of that shit. I had to listen to that. So, um, it kind of sucked for me, but through all the negatives, I came out positive. And the positive thing is I learned to heal myself and I learned to heal others. And I met some of the coolest people in the world, Michael Kiriak from the Soviet Union and David Schmidt with LifeWave. Uh, I met some of the most brightest outside of the box, whatever you want to call it. Um, Would you say David Kiriak and um, Michael, uh, oh, Michael? Michael Kiriak. Michael Kiriak. Michael Kiriak. Kiriak. Yeah, the, the creator big. of Bio Superfood. Bio Superfood, the creator of that, um, that well, I would take hours to talk about him. And would and you say David, he's a mentor of sorts? Hell yeah. And and he loved me. And David Schmidt, uh, who uh, created, I, I, I found that we have an electromagnetic, I, I, I knew we did, but I really learned about the energy field that we all have. And like I've told you, where we ground and we need to ground and blah, blah, blah. And David Schmidt is like the smartest person I've ever met in my life and just super, super brilliant and came up with a way of through biological nano size uh, antenna messages to the human body and help the body do certain things. You know, I've been around a lot of people. Then I did acting. Paul Sorvino, who was in uh, Goodfellas and stuff like that, he blessed my wife's tummy with Christopher before he's born. I, I got to tell Christopher that again. I, I don't know if he remembers her when I told him that. So, um, but you know, but it goes on and on and on. But I, How, I don't know if I got off subject with what no, you asked. No, you're still in it. Uh, it. It's good to hear about the the people that inspired you and have taught you to be who you are. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do, how do you feel in comparison to those you look up to? Um, and, and I don't compare myself. The, the cool thing is through my failures, um, because I didn't have it, my my dad even thought I was I was good at everything I did: football, baseball, pool, whatever I did. I was smart, you know, uh, with things and my friends, you know, whatever I did came easy. And my dad thought maybe things came to me too easy, but that's fine. I, you know, I I uh, failed because of my injuries uh, and and things like that. Just because things in life go bad, you, you don't quit. You know what I'm saying? And even like right now, I'm not quitting. You know, you know that. And, um, and I fight and it's been horrible. It's been a hell show. And you've seen, you've seen this stuff on my skin. You've seen, you've seen some of the stuff. It's just been a hell show. Do you feel like you, uh, in a way, maybe owe it or should feel thankful about your 
the the unsuccess the lack of success yeah. in your mm-hmm. your athletic career with with these injuries and having your messed up leg do do, mm-hmm. do you feel appreciative that of that in some sort I, I feel very appreciative of it I feel very appreciative because I'll tell you what when when you're the healthiest is when you're a kid and as a kid <laughs> I was as fast as you could be at four foot nine, 11 years old, you get some, some kids I race were six foot, um, you know, that were super fast, but I was running low 11 seconds in the hundred yard dash at four foot nine. Uh, so kids that were my height, whether they were nine, 10, that could run that fast, which was really rare, um, to find a kid that could do that. Cause, um, we were one of a kind, but I remember watching kids like me up in the stands and go, Oh my God, I'm, I'm actually run that fast. And I just remember my legs. I didn't even feel my legs movement. I just felt like I was flying. And there's that one picture where I'm floating kind of off the ground. If you remember it, it looks like I'm floating. And that's how I felt when I ran. I just felt like I was floating. It just, there was the most beautiful feeling. So to be honest, the fact that God, that God given talent, that I was able to run like that it, to me was the most beautiful. It was like flying. It's just, it was the most beautiful feeling. And I'm so appreciative of it, whether I became this great athlete as an adult or not to be able to run that like it as a kid, it was the most beautiful, most awesome feeling I've ever had in my life still to this day. I, I, I used to love it. The crowd used to come and watch me run trap and stuff and and these black kids because you know let's be honest we're <laughs> there wasn't very i was the only white guy that was in the finals uh and these were a lot of these races and my my main competition were two black kids donald piper and vincent collins and uh we had the best races and people used to love to this day people come up to me that even played tried out for the denver broncos go yeah this kid was the fastest kid in the united states or whatever not saying i was for real but i was a top top you know and kid as far as my speed at that age group and and so it just but to me it was such a beautiful feeling because when i got older you get more like like you're lumbering and I, I didn't feel as quick. I got more muscular and didn't try to, I even stayed away from the weights. Cause you know me, I was a muscular kid, muscular guy. And so I tried to stay away from the weights. I want to be like Bruce Lee, the less to carry the faster I thought I'd be. So, you know, I went through a lot of experiences, but again, I was injured and at a young age that that's a long story and no one could help me. No one was able to help me. And so I was looked at as one of those, uh, kids that just didn't make it, you know, but it, it, I, I didn't like how it, I didn't get to see my true potential. A moment in time, hanging by the loin of his wonderment. Appreciation alongside a journey of unexpectancy does not eliminate the ache of what could have been. Even since the time of that life's long passing, a piece clings on to the person he is today. You told me that health was the 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 solo, the one thing that you would never wish away from someone. That you you'd always want 
your health. Yes. You you told me this while you were going through after your yep. second surgery and your spinal infection, and then just the one mm-hmm. thing to be the most grateful for was mm-hmm. just your self health. Yeah, and I've, I've I've always known that, and it's like you know because I struggled with my injuries, then I struggled with. Um, you know, I found out I had this heart thing, uh, when I was 17 and I was having a hard time breathing, but found out it was more asthma allergy induced from all the times I had been on antibiotics. Then I learned that antibiotics really destroy the microbiome of the body. And I learned about probiotics and a lot of different things over the years. Uh, and then candidiasis is a main thing that a lot of people suffer from that isn't really talked about. Um, discitis infection of the spine, bone, vertebra, it did much down my head. <laughs> see this talk? Yeah, that's, uh, see that big piece? Yeah, that's where they munched on it and ate it. <laughs> and there too. And they're like, how? And then I had spondylolisthesis, which gymnasts, I guess, get or something like they can bend backwards or whatever. I, I don't know what that meant, but then my spine kind of caved in the lower part of my back. I have like an indent where it kind of caved in a little bit. It's like, Whoa. So I lost like an inch or so of height. <laughs> so I'm just like, it's just like, Whoa. But, I, but again, I feel lucky because the guys the, the, and the doctors go, you're our hero because you're they see me and they go, you're like a badass, and you should be not be able to walk. Yeah. I thought you're coming in. I thought you're coming in a wheelchair and you do not look your age on top of it. I yeah. remember they call you the muscle man. Yeah. When I was walking to, the, to go visit you after your surgery. Oh, they did? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, oh, that guy. And that was amazing that everybody. My fam, no one, and, and my sister, Chris, I can say it, she really's done, a, you know, my family's not the closest. Um, I love them all, but we're not close. And, and my sister, Chris, uh, you know, she, she's the only one that would come to the hospital really and see me. But uh, and, and anyhow, uh, nothing against anyone else. But anyhow, but Dragon, who's not my family or anything like that, found out I was going to have open heart surgery and came all the way from Telluride, I think in a snowstorm probably because it was Christmas. It was like, yeah, it was, well, it was three days after Christmas, 28th of December, 2020. And, and he shows up people in the ICU. I come, he was in the ICU. I go, how the hell he get an ICU? There's dragon, you know, uh, there, that's the type of person he is. And I can tell you other stories with him. So just, a, he's the most giving and I've met tons of people in my uh, fun life of adventurous life. I've met a lot of people, all types and dragon. Daniel Francis is got the best purest heart. And I hope before my time is done, that this is very successful. And that we do the things we want with this podcast and stuff and, and start these little businesses that are very green and helpful to the planet and, um, and that you're able to carry it on. I, I'm going to be there. You know, everyone says, oh, this Todd, you're going to live to 100. But 
you know, you never know. <laughs> so, so like you said, I've, I've been very appreciative of everything and just to be alive. And then, you know, me, when you met me, I was like, Oh fuck, I'm gonna go have fun. But my fun, you know, and I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with every, everybody. And some people are going to think, Oh, a lot of people think, Oh yeah, fucky fucker. But some people are gonna go, Oh my God, you're like a nuthead loser. Fun. And in the passenger seat, judgment of one's actions and the doubt of one's credibility in close pursuit on life's highway. I'm no stranger to this. Loss of high recognition, confidence, fleeing the hearts of those in search of a certain substance within my character. Am I foolish? Climbing the ladder of credibility and simultaneously exposing the wild man, a sexually energized fun boy carrying but only the essentials inside of his bag of giant dick jokes. I resonate with Todd the Bot. Excuse me, Dr. Frankenstein. I I was very fortunate. <laughs> A lot of girls loved my look and my body, even in the 40s. And Dragon will tell you, I was with a lot of girls, and I just was like, you know what? This is an awesome feeling. Sex is an awesome feeling. And I had a connection with all these girls, not just sex. I just, you know, connected. I, I, I was very, I was always attracted to them. I just didn't pick anyone or let them pick me. I was a whore, a male whore, and I loved it. And I'll admit it. Um, and you know, Dr Dragon, I loved women and I loved entertaining them. That's when you met me. So even there, I felt like kind of the luckiest guy in the world. Um, but, you know, of course, it's the most awesome thing is to meet that one person you stick with. And we all want that. And it's kind of hard. You don't see that so much nowadays. Even your mom and dad aren't, you know, your real mom and dad aren't together, but you have a really cool stepdad that your mom's been with. But relationships, especially I, I believe in this country, can be very hard because of the temptations we have with this country. Todd and the Bob, Bob. is yeah. what they called him. And I, I know that you didn't get there through... Just pure means to want to go and bang a bunch of hot no. chicks, I guess. But no, so I, I never would have thought that. People that knew me in high school would have said Todd's the last Todd Page is the last person I thought would be a male or um, and, I, and so what I'm curious about is yeah. after after the athletic work stuff didn't work out mm -hmm. because of your injur injuries and you decided mm -hmm. to go and improve the way that doctors operate or see what you can mm -hmm. do on that end, you know, cause we still appreciate yeah. the doctors. We know that I want to know how mm -hmm. naturopathic methods has in influenced your drive to become, and I don't know if I've said it yet, but a, a bodybuilder because you are, you are Mr. Colorado natural runner up. Yeah, no, I was Mr. Uh, which is the NPC, which everyone's got to be honest on that NPC, uh, the national physique committee is basically a bunch of steroid users. And I, I was a true natural bodybuilder in first when it came 88, 89, I did the, uh, NAMBA, A N A N B B A. Um, the ones I know, the, the only one that I truly believe was natural 
that was really a good bodybuilder is Chris Faldito, a guy from Hawaii. Um, and so I was always seeking what's the best natural bodybuilding to do. And I don't know if I ever found it. And I did the natural universe under NAMBA. Um, and I always, people always liked my body, but they said I didn't know how to pose and I could diet a little better and, um, and stuff like that. So, um, but I did well with it cause I just had the body for it, but I didn't have the presentation or the confidence I'd say to go on stage, which that brings us up to stripping later. But so I was a very nervous and I always had people, Hey, you should model, you should do this. So I would do some modeling stuff and I did some movie stuff like parts and little parts and movies and uh, stuff like that. Different movies. Um, in the back of the day. And, um, I, that kind of helped me a little, but I was down deep, a very shy person. Um, and, um, and I, 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 when I did strip and started stripping, that brought me out of the shyness. It took me till I got into my thirties to not be such a shy person, to be honest. Do you feel like um, you were looked up to the most as a bodybuilder? I've always been looked up to my body because uh, and then I was a personal trainer in the early 20s. People always came up to me because of my physique um, and would say, you look like Adonis or you look like this or blah, blah, blah. And uh, so that that that's the reason people admired me. It, was, it wasn't my mind. <laughs> um, it was my body. And that's, I think, kind of, that's how America is. I mean, we, if you don't have the money, you got the beauty, you know, uh, the beauty can get you a lot of things in life, you know, whether you're female or male, you know, and uh, can get open the doors, you know, for you. Um, and it doesn't have to be modeling. It doesn't have to be stripping. It doesn't have to be acting or Hollywood. Like I said, when I traveled all over the country, there's Megan Foxes everywhere. There's beautiful, like, you know, Fatima, I think Fatima out there, you're the prettiest girl I've ever met. Hey. Uh, I mean, there's, there's beautiful girls everywhere. You know what I'm saying? There's beautiful people, beautiful guys, beautiful, whatever. And the thing is too, sometimes we've got, after a while you lose that beauty, right? So it's just, and I've been lucky to hang on to it for so long, you know, and age well, but and especially with all the stuff I've went through. And so I know that we're, only here for a little bit and we have we can't take the money with this we can't be beautiful forever we can't so there's something more to it and that's being to me a good person right positions of admirable status you, you i i love where you're going of course Every time, that's what the show's about. Shout out People Pump, because I feel like we're doing Barbara Walters right now. Yeah, but, I like how you brought it in, dude. Uh, <laughs> I'm liking the show, dude. It's and, good, and, huh? And, and you're letting me tell my life story, so now now when I'm getting those pass out, I'm going to pass out sensations, and you know why I can't pass out for several reasons. Um, I feel like, you know what? I, I can let go. I, I can just let go. Of, and don't have to hang on anymore to earth. You know what I'm saying? From an athlete can, to a yeah. loving father, uh, or before that, you could say to a natural path, and yeah. then and to a business owner with LifeWave. And coming from these positions, 
LifeWave director. Direct, director for LifeWave. Yeah. Correction on my end. Coming That's from okay. there and these positions of admirability, do you regret any of your life as a male stripper? Not at all. Because male stripping is what got me to be um, not so shy. Um, what word am I looking for? More Bold? like team Alexis, say mischievous, but not mischievous. It, it got me to be more, have a personality because even when I was first stripping, I, I pretty people. And then, yeah, I was natural up to 30. When I was 30, I took my first steroid. And just like that, the question of removing one's clothes for the entertainment of women turned into Todd's brief history with the exposure to steroids, to his many money-making opportunities, and his life come-ups in suburbial dreamlands located south of Denver, Colorado. I came to the realization that stripping wasn't a set goal of his, but rather a chance to utilize his physical attributes in order to gain in business, in social status, and family endeavors. When we talk about TRT, which is um, um, hormone replacement, basically, which I think is necessary and helps a lot of people, um, that's a totally different subject. Suzanne Summers is the one that kind of started all that stuff a long time ago but men need it too and so um when i hit 30 i I noticed i was kind of aging at maybe 29 um and so when i hit 30 it's like i found the fountain of youth uh and that's when i started doing the npc shows which were steroid i i'm not one of those people that was i'm not natural anymore i'm going to do natural shows i feel that's wrong um, and, and so I go, I'm a Reuter now, so I will do steroid shows and I would, I didn't take very much, but I still took some and I didn't want to take the amounts that could mess one, my heart up, but I took small amounts, which uh, re- really, really, really just made me have so much energy. So I was able to start my landscape company and aerate. If you understand aeration, it's kind of a hard job. I could aerate 25 yards, not huge yards, but pretty decent sized yards. It's a heavy machine. Yeah, yeah. And I was making money. And then I go train people in my gym. And I just was go, 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 go. It gave me, I'm not going to say the steroids gave me confidence, but it gave me a lot of energy. And it does give your confidence. And some people talk about roid rage and I sure you can get a little, uh, but I, I didn't get that. I, it just made me happy because I felt like, Whoa, dang, I I'm just like, wow, I feel really good and strong, stronger even. So, um, and, uh, and, and I'm not saying it's all positive cause it can have Ill, Ill effects and stuff. Um, but anyhow, um, but for me, it was a very positive thing. And it led to the next part of my life where when I was as a dancer, a lot of these guys were jacked, especially in the nineties. These guys were, you had to have the hair, the smile, the teeth, um, the tan and, and the body. And then pretty soon within a year, I was the most jacked guy that was dancing in a really good group of guys in, in Denver, Colorado. And we just, I had a ton of work and 
put that money into our first home that me and my wife got. I was also doing live blood cell microscopy. I got a certification in biological medicine, analyzing blood. And yes, blood is live. That's a whole nother story. Uh, and so I, I had this microscope that had a camera go down, look in it, and you could, it was much more powerful than the microscopes you see that the doctors use and stuff. So I could really see a lot of cool stuff and anyhow and help people uh, with what I saw. And so anyhow, um, uh, so I was able to buy that, uh, have my naturopath, uh, the gym, uh, training, um, uh, landscape, uh, and then coaching, you know, my, my boys that my one boy, Christopher, he got a member of second year. He had like 44 touchdowns. We won like the, in the, the top league, the top teams, we won the championship. And like I said, I was coaching with like Ed McCaffrey and stuff and his kids and a lot of people know Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he had an older kid, Max McCaffrey and stuff. And so I got a, I got to be around a lot of popular people that most people would like to have met and that were friends, you know. So with your body and doing male stripping, uh-huh. it jump-started a lot of your suburbial dream world life. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and kind of like I said with you, I go, Dragon, I'm not going to do it because it's wrong. But I said, because you have... Now, Dragon's very gifted people. I'm very good at seeing bodies, just like Fatima. <laughs> and dragon's got one of those bodies it's got a lot of lines and those are the bodies that look good the best and i'm talking about lines that are aesthetic on the legs the hamstrings the quads that define the body that divide the muscles and dragon's like got that and if dragon wanted to fucking juice up he'd be a bad girls love this guy anyhow he doesn't need it but they would like die over him and he'd be like, oh, and, and especially in the nineties. Yeah. It was just, I, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I had the rock sit there and want to talk to me, talk to me for like 30 minutes. And, you know, he was just beginning to build his body, uh, to the, how it is now. Uh, he was probably, I was 35. He's around 30, 28. I don't know. Uh, he's a little bit younger than me. And, uh, we talked for a while, really good guy. And he's really, built his body and like i've said if arnold schwarzenegger god bless you arnold rock whatever if if there was no such thing as steroids people wouldn't be coming to the movies to watch those guys at all and uh nothing against them (laughs) they wouldn't bruce lee had that natural body i could have you know i had that natural body people would come and look at i'm not saying an arnold and rock didn't have good natural genetics and i think Arnold did, but he made his body like incredible and somewhat ascetic for a big body that all of us were. Whoa, man. You wanted to go see him at the movies, just like they wanted to see Steve Reeves. But Steve Reeves was more of an ascetic body. But Arnold was more like, whoa, I got to go see this guy. Uh, just It just was huge, you know, and, and it's still like sculpted well. So, because like I said, we look at beauty and one of the things with the beauty and from what I heard with Arnold, his mom wanted to take him. I hope I don't get in trouble for this because I don't know I could be wrong. Wanted, took him to the doctor and said something wrong with my son because he's got pictures of guys, not women uh, all over his room and stuff. So 
Arnold was smart and he did everything at the right time and had strong mind, strong will. I didn't have this strong will enough to, 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 to do the steroids to the amount, especially with my heart. But the thing is too, I found, I, I got my family my family to me was more important than doing the acting that I was doing at the time where I did little parts of movies or this or that, or like, Hey, I'm just going to get my body so jacked up and be one of those guys. Cause I didn't want to get as big as like Ronnie Coleman. It was ridiculous. So I saw Phil Heath when he's 192 and Philly to me looked incredible at that, whatever, but he would have never become what he did unless he became the 270 pound Phil Heath. So, but, you know, and, and God bless him because he did all the things he needed to, you know, uh, that he needed to do. But if we're going to be honest here, steroids is everywhere. We'll pick up with Todd and the impact of steroids on a human life in part two of Dr. Frankenstein 2022 special.